Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for a new day. We thank you for your mercy, your grace upon our lives. We thank you for your love that is everlasting, that is unchangeable for us. Though we keep falling, you still do not give up on us. You do not get irritated or tired with us. You do not lose hope. Every single time you are there to pick us up, the minute our eyes are trained towards you, you are willing and ever ready to release your mercy. You are the one who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. This is what your word teaches us. So we come to you this morning again, Lord, to draw and drink for you from you again, to receive that strength, to learn about the weaknesses and about the darkness in our life, to receive your light, your wisdom, your understanding, your instruction, and the grace to hold on to it in faith, in obedience. We thank you, Father that you call each of us by name, you bid us come to you. You do not judge us. And you are ever willing to pour your peace and your joy into our hearts when we commune with you in the spirit, in our secret place. So we open ourselves up to you, Father. In our spirit, we connect with you. For Jesus said, true worshippers will worship in spirit and in truth. So we connect with your word and what you want to teach us to receive of it, your principles, your prophecies, your promises. And we receive the grace to stick by it, to hold on in faith. And that is what we reflect on today, that God is faithful. We share that peace and joy, Lord, that you give with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with all those that do not know you and all those that do not want to know you. We share it also with every person for whom prayers have been requested on this prayer group. As we join our faith together, making it our prayer of agreement. And so, Father, with that confidence, we come and call on your name, knowing who you are. And that is what stirs up our faith. That you are the lifter of men. That you are ever faithful. That you are the one who always completes every good work that he has started in us. That you are the one that makes a pool of water and the thirsty land springs of water. And that land is our life in many circumstances. Where things have failed, nothing has worked in all that weakness, in all that vulnerability, but also in all the crowns of pride that we have worn. My achievements, my good looks, my capabilities, my skills, my abilities, my finance, my house, my car. We surrender all those I's and I am's and my Lord before you this day. And we call on the name of your son, Jesus the one through whom you released your mercy and that eternal covenant that we have reflected on yesterday, that through his blood there is forgiveness of sins. 
that through that blood sacrifice, we have a ticket to enter into your kingdom. That we have the opportunity for grace and not to be held under judgment by the law. The Lion of Judah is he, the Lord our redemption, the God of our salvation, our daily bread, the rider on the white horse who leads us in the day of battle and empowers us with authority to speak, to fight back. Just as it was prophesied in Isaiah 54 verse 17 where they said, this is the heritage of the saints, the one he has gathered to himself. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of victory in every battle, the father of all spirits to whom every spirit is subject. Spirit of light and life and truth. He is our comforter, our advocate, our intercessor. The one who has made his tabernacle within us so that we go from being a weak, vulnerable body to now being a temple where the presence of God himself is. One of strength, one of light, one of life, and one of authority. We become that throne from where that authority is exercised. We thank you, Father, that you reveal your truth to us, that you make yourself known more and more each day through your word. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of this word and the gift of your spirit who speaks to us and makes that revelation come alive, the word that becomes flesh and dwells within us. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of prayer as well where we are able to use your legal system to authorize you to step into our realm and take over situations where the water has risen above our nose. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers, to help in all those circumstances where we have fallen short, to give us that extra nudge, to provide that extra advantage. We thank you, Father that you give us the authority to command our mornings, that we can speak into our circumstances, into our situations, we can speak favor from every person around us, including our enemies, just like you gave the Israelites favor in the sight of the Egyptians before they left Egypt. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. We also plead the blood of Jesus over every member of every family that is part of our prayer group, declaring it as our hedge of protection in the spirit. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord your holy and perfect will for our lives. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters or spiritual attacks. I declare immunity by the blood of Jesus. And I command that angelic protection in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word. As we proclaim your word, Lord, from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it 
without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day each of us declare that it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it when I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. That name guarantees the word. Because it is his word and he has magnified his word above his name. I thank you, Father, for the power of life on our tongue. Thank you, Jesus. Over the last week or so, we have been reflecting on God's covenant with man. In most cases, it has been God unilaterally making that covenant, while man did not have to do anything. But we still have to be obedient to his will and word if we are to live within that covenant. Now, if you are thinking, how will those covenants work for me? Are they even valid today? They were made ages ago. It was back then. Has God forgotten? Probably has. There is just one thing to remember there that the Bible keeps saying throughout. God is faithful. God is faithful. Numbers 23 verse 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Now let's look at an answer to this question. We go into the word in Joshua 21, verses 43 to 45. where after they've journeyed through the wilderness. It says, The Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give to their ancestors. Not to them now. He has sworn to their ancestors. Not necessarily their father, their grandfather, their ancestors, generations above. Remember, it goes all the way back to Abraham. And they took possession of it and settled there. Verse 44 says, the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors. Not one of their enemies which stood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. I'm just reminded of the the covenant he had with Abraham, Genesis 12, verse 3, where he said, Blessed are those that bless you, cursed are those that curse you. He gave all their enemies into their hands. It's a powerful revelation when you hold on to that covenant in your prayer and say, Lord, I am a descendant of Abraham as well. This very covenant that you made with my father in faith through my spiritual DNA must be fulfilled in my life as well. Now going to verse 45. Not one of all <clears throat> the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Not one of all of them. Everyone was fulfilled. 
That's a powerful verse to remember, verse 45. Joshua 21, verse 45. So what he promised to the ancestors as well, he fulfills it even generations down the line. Are you seeing now when we say the kingdom works on sowing and reaping, you have the ability to sow into your future generations that could possibly be five or ten generations down. Your acts today can transform their lives tomorrow. They will not even fully know unless you are passed it down. But that is something that you are capable of passing on. And you today are enjoying something of your ancestors. The blessings that they have received out of the obedience that they may have shown at some stage. Remember the Bible also says a good man blesses his children's children as well. One Thessalonians 5 verse 24 says, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. He will do it. That's his credibility. That's the one you can trust. So if he has called you to him, to ministry or even to his kingdom, he is faithful. He will make sure you reach that destination that he has called you to. Whatever he or his word has said concerning you, that he will find a way to fulfill it. Now, one of the teachings I recently heard, the preacher there said, God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And immediately the thought came to me was, yes, he did not call the Pharisees who were qualified in the word. He called ordinary fishermen and then he made them fishers of men. He qualified them. Now, if he has called you, he will find a way to qualify and equip you. He is faithful and he is also capable. Let's see where that is mentioned. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 says, He is able to make every grace abound towards you. Every grace. So he is capable, in fact, all powerful. But Ephesians 3 verse 20 says, He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we can ask or imagine. When? It is when it is according to his power that is at work within us. How much of his power is at work within us decides what happens around you. So when Psalm 23 says, you have anointed my head with your oil, my, then my cup runs over. That is according to the amount of his power that is at work within you. And that we get to decide to a fair extent based on how much of our obedience, how much of our connectivity with him in our secret place we have. You get to turn on that tap or turn it off. He will always respect your will. He will not go against it. So he is capable and he is trustworthy. Now, how do we engage with him then? 
there are three key things to remember. The one is be patient and do not be discouraged. You see that in Joshua 1 verse 9 as well. The important thing is wait on him and trust his faithfulness. Number two is look up his word and put him in remembrance of it. You remind him of what his covenants and what his promises in the Bible say about you, a believer. You can reference that, putting him in remembrance in Isaiah 43 verse 26, where he says, bring forth your strong reasons. And remind me of what my word says about you. It's like referencing the penal code or the book of law of your country and saying, just as the lawyer says, according to section so-and-so in the country's penal code, it says this, and then the judge looks at it and says, yes, that's correct. So that is his right. It's the same way the court of law where the accuser stands against you. Put him in remembrance. And number three, give him space to fulfill it. So you hold on to your secret place, but don't deny him the opportunity. We often treat him in our place of prayer like a drive-through, like a takeaway counter. We say to him, your will be done, but we do not give him the opportunity. We say, your will be done, but I want it now in the next five minutes. He wants us to place a demand on that grace because it is your will that's involved. But we don't always fully understand his ways. They are way higher above our ways. So we need to give him that space. Remember, he will always respect your will. But don't corner him or restrict him. I heard, I'm just remembering a teaching I once heard where the preacher said, you often pray, God, let my uncle favor me. God, let this person do that for me. And the preacher said, there are 7 billion people in the world, 7 billion actors in this play, in this theater, in this theater or drama. Why are you restricting God to one? Keep your possibilities open. Has he said it? Then he will definitely do it. Why will he do it now? I'll show you a revelation here. This is from, coincidentally, the book of Revelations. Revelations 19 verse 11, which talks about Jesus and says, He is called faithful and true. That is his name. That is the one you are looking up to. He will not undermine that name. He will not go against it. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that grace of patience, the grace of understanding of your ways and Lord, the resilience to commune with you, to stay with you, even though circumstances outside do not look that great. Remembering that you are faithful. And then when we put you in remembrance of your covenants while communing with you in your secret place, in our secret place, in the spirit one with you, 
then you are a just judge and you are a loving father more importantly. The just judge delivers justice, a loving father shows mercy and grace. And when we ask for an egg or a bread, he will not give us a stone and he will not send us away empty-handed. Because he says, cast your burdens upon me for I care for you. Give us that understanding, Lord. And we ask for the measure of faith to be given out to each one that struggles. Where situations are overwhelming. Where they are pushed to the limits, Lord. And nothing seems to be happening. We ask for that measure of faith in each of these lives. And we also ask for your presence there, Lord, as we stand in that gap. And we plead mercy and the blood of Jesus over their circumstance. We ask for that edification in our spirits this day, Lord. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures this day. We pray for all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division or separation. And for each of us, Lord, that are challenged by any kind of yoke that keeps your people in bondage and slavery. Many of them we have been living with for years and didn't even realize that it was a yoke. That of anxiety, that of depression, that of poverty, that of ignorance of your ways and word, that of busyness, keeping us attached to ambitions, keeping us attached to worldly pleasures. That we have not been able to pray, prayerlessness. Disconnected from you. Everything that keeps us away from that source of power and from standing up in the abundance that Jesus said he came to give us. We come against it by the blood of Jesus and declare that victory, that his light shines in all the darkness in each of our lives. That every dark corner of our body and our soul be illuminated by that light coming from your word. So that when he, the spirit of truth, comes, when that truth is made plain as daylight to us, it is that truth and the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of liberty that brings freedom. That each of these lives stand on that freedom, that liberty, Father. We pray for our own personal needs and those of our families as well. Especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. As we release our prayer and our faith, making this our prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe, Lord, that we have received. We believe this is an answered prayer on this platform of answered prayer, this our altar that you have given us. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Cara dalam Brazil la risa tereska la raja la rada prostetetika ya. Oda silan jara dalaradaba mantos kaya kalabraskia stila raja la radaba. Yang barakele isto barisilia jara dalarada kita ya. Adisian tam proses kita ya. Kebrohian cilik itu barang keladaka. Anda darah sekeladaka. Malasa fraste batik kita kita. Kalaran darah proses tabalade kita 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 kita. Isyik atau kata mantos kaya labresi alaraja alaraja. Ada dalam raja alaran darah dalik dalaradaba. Manasian toke ya hadia jalaras kara dalaradaba mantara kelaras kara jalaras kita. Pras toke ya koda brasila raja laram barikilereketeste. So dalam barian jalaradaladaba. Parasian toke toke ya. Ayan teki ya nambrasila barajalaradaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladaladalada
Marasa frasta scripture that's been put in my heart today is from Isaiah 12 verse 2 behold God is my salvation I will trust and will not be afraid for the Lord God is my strength and my song and he has become my salvation amen thank you Jesus amen thank you Jesus <clears throat> We have two scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from Hebrews 10, verse 23, quoted from the Amplified Bible. And this is the essence of today's reflection. Just this verse says, Let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word.
The second one is from Psalm 89, verse 34 to 37, quoted from the NIV, where it says, and this brother Vivek has also taken this in his teachings. Now, this is God speaking where he says, I will not violate my covenant or alter what my lips have uttered. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness, and I will not lie to David, that his line will continue forever, and his throne endure before me like the sun. It will be established forever like the moon, the faithful witness in the sky. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, but the Savio's powerful reflections, he shared a good one this morning as well, and the daily Bible study and rosary sessions and the Friday Bible teaching sessions, we have just concluded a powerful series there. If these are blessing you, share the links for people to join on Zoom and YouTube. Let that blessing be spread to others. Let their lives experience the same transformation that you are going through. If they are unable to make live sessions, you can also point them to the recordings that are available on YouTube, on our Facebook page, and on our Spotify podcast channel. They can look it up by searching the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone.